you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Welcome back to the Family's Fly Free Podcast. I'm Lynn Mettler, and this week I've got as a guest for you, Stephanie Anton. She is a member of the Family's Fly Free team, and our membership folks will know her. She's um, helped lead several webinars over the last year, Um, but I wanted to bring Stephanie on because she um, really has mastered the art of flying and traveling free, and she's done so for her family of five. And so we do have a lot of families of five and even six, seven, and eight now in the membership. And that's a common thing that comes up. It's a question I get asked a lot of, but does this really work for a bigger family? Um, And I think you're a great example of someone who has made it work. Um, So I thought we'd bring Stephanie on and um, have her tell us a little bit about how she does it. So Stephanie, why don't we start by just having you tell us a little bit about your family and and the kind of travel that that you guys like to do. Great. Well, thank you first. Thank you for having me on and thank you for um, including me in the family's fly free team. I just love talking to people about flying free and how to fly, um, how to travel with big families because it is, it's very challenging. And so for us, we're, as you said, a family of five and, um, and we decided, I decided when my oldest was about in eighth grade, I would say, I kind of realized that she, we were only going to have her schedule controlled for the next probably four years. And then she was going to go to college and she was going to get busy and maybe she was going to have other opportunities in the summers and not want to travel with us or not be able to travel with us. So I decided at that point that we should do some really big international trips. And then I started looking around, you know, okay, how are we going to do that? And it's really expensive when you're talking five people, just the plane tickets alone to go international can be, you know, hundreds, maybe a thousand dollars each. And then you've got hotels on top of that. And if you're talking about a trip, that's going to be a month or, you know, longer, that gets really, really expensive. Yes. So I started looking around for other ways to make it happen. And I actually started looking at um, home exchange was really the first thing that I was looking at. And, um, but I couldn't really find places that we wanted to exchange. You know, it was, um, there were, we wanted to go to certain places and they just weren't homes there that wanted to exchange with us. I mean, we and luckily in a desirable destination, we should say, I don't think anyone would exchange my home. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you know, for us, we do live in San Diego, so we have a very desirable place to be and we couldn't even find a match. Right. And if you live in other parts of the country, it's probably even more challenging. Right. So I started looking into the miles and points and, and realized that that was the way to do it. And so we have since visited, um, I think I counted it up. I think it's been 14, 15 countries 
and four continents wow. since then, because we've been on, you know, a mission to, um, to travel as much as we can before everybody scatters. Now, that being said, that child actually went to college. She still travels with us. We still do the big trips and um, she's still on board. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and we'll have to a conversation for another day, talk about how you have set your kids up to be able to do this for themselves. Cause I think that's a great, a great topic. Um, mm -hmm. that you, that's a gift that you can give your, not only can you give them the gift of travel, but you can show them how to keep doing that for their own future, their own families, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. down the line. So what, um, kinds of trips do you guys like to do? Oh my gosh. So before the pandemic, we were all about international trips. So we went to Asia, we went to um, Europe, we went to South America. We, I, I've been to 52 countries, I think, 51 countries were right around there. And so I was on a mission to, to travel to new countries. So that's kind of where we've been going now once the um right before the pandemic we got a little squeezed on time so we did a big national park trip mm -hmm. um and then of course with the pandemic we've been staying um inside the united states for all our traveling for the last year and a half and you have a blog where you share about some of these trips and your tips will you tell us more about that Oh, of course, Lynn. <laughs> no, you're not going to tell us. So um, when we did that first trip, back when my daughter was in eighth grade, we went to Thailand for three and a half weeks. And then we extended a layover in Japan. So we were in Japan for like a long weekend. So we were gone for about a month. And I came back and I was like, really like excited about what I had done really, you know, like mm -hmm. impressed with myself. I must yeah. say. <laughs> and, um, and we actually made money on that trip. So that was really wow. like extraordinary, right? That is extraordinary. Yes. Yeah. And so I was so excited. I'm like, Oh my gosh, other people need to do this too. Like I need to tell everybody how to do this. And so I started a blog called almost free family and I've been blogging on there ever since, just about points and miles and really focusing on family travel. And really that's how we connected because we both have the same mission as to help families travel for free or close to free, right? Right, and I think a lot of the focus out there, not exclusively, but it tends to focus on single people or mm -hmm. couples um, and, no one really tells you either a process or steps to how to do this for a family and how to do it in a way that's not overwhelming or complicated, or, you know, that's, it's going to be your second job <laughs> to try to make this work. You actually can do it in very little time. If you just know what you're doing, that's the key. You just need someone who's already done this, who can show you the rope. So um, and, and there are some different considerations and things you have to do when you're bringing four, five, six, seven, et cetera. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what are some of the challenges of traveling with a family of five? Like I always, what comes to mind for me is the hotel room situation where like we have four, that's fine, two in each bed, you know, but if you don't have that pull out or something like that, you know, how do you make that work for bigger families? 
Yeah, so so a couple things on that. Um, I noticed also too that there weren't a lot of people focusing on families and a lot of people out there focus on luxury travel. Yes. I am not about, exactly. (laughs) I am not about luxury travel whatsoever. I always tell my kids, I'm like, we are just getting from point A to point B. Like there's no sleeping, you know, business class or first class or anything like that. We're just getting from point A to point B because we got to get five people there. Yeah. People it's, it's luxury travel is not happening with families of four or five because you're not going to be able to maybe you'll take one giant trip every five years or something I was going to say if if luxury travel is Mm -hmm. where you're at you know then yeah you save up your points and miles and you'll take one really luxurious trip but we weren't really about that we're about more frequency because we have sort of I was feeling that pressure of my kids getting older and wanting to spend that time with them and also to give them that Um, exposure to different cultures and different um, adventures and, and, you know, before they got too old and maybe couldn't do it anymore or didn't have the time to do it. Um, So, yeah, so there are a lot of challenges for um, families, you know, um, the biggest is the hotel rooms. That's, that's a big deal. Once you get to five, you know, if you go to Europe, the rooms are really only set up for two you know, maybe three, but you have to really search to try to find those. So sometimes we'll be able to find like um, Hampton Inn and Suites um, are very prevalent in Eastern Europe. So we were hopping those um, when we did our Eastern Europe trip, but sometimes we'll have to get to rooms. So sometimes that will change maybe what hotel we're going to stay in because whereas I might spend 30,000 points a night on a hotel for one room. Well, if I'm going to get two rooms, now I might be looking a little, maybe a little farther out of town or Mm. at a different um, type of hotel. Um, The other thing for us is breakfast. Yeah. Um, With kids, even my kids who are now, you know, 20 and 22 and 15, um, breakfast is so important. Like we wake up in the morning and if there's just a nice hot breakfast for everybody, everybody, it's a much nicer day. Right. So I always look for hotels that include breakfast or for a while, um, we had the, um, access to the club at, um, used to be the SBG hotels. Now at the Marriott, sometimes you can get the club access. Um, and those are key, you know, cause then everybody gets a full stomach before you get started on the day. Sometimes you can even make sandwiches or something and take it with you or snacks. So that's really helpful. And that's a good cost savings too, um, because you're getting a free breakfast as part of your points redemption or whatever you pay for the hotel. And we like them, like Homewood Suites is another good one. Like these sweet hotels where there's more room for everyone. Like we stayed in one in, um, Moab, Utah, Homewood mm. Suites. And mm-hmm. it was a, you know, had the separate living area from the bedroom, which is always nice for families too, to be able to separate a little bit. And then it had four or it had two bunk beds of queen beds. So you basically had four beds. And I thought, oh, wow, oh, like this wow. would be a great example of wow. something for a bigger family to fit in one room. And it probably would be more points than a single room, but not as much as 
paying for two rooms, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes that is the key. Sometimes you can get a little bit larger of a room and it costs less than getting two rooms. So you have to look at that too. So there's a lot of kind of maneuvering, but there are a lot of options. And so when you're flying five people though, as let's say, as opposed to a retired couple of two, I mean, Mm -hmm. you've got to have more points. What are some of your strategies or, and the way we teach in the membership, you've got to pay fewer points for everything you're doing, right? Those two things help you um, be able to take more people or take more trips on the same number of points. So do you have any tips, strategies for how you maximize your points earning and how you save on your redemptions, hotel or otherwise? Yeah. So that's a great point. So I've gotten to the point where I'm very flexible and creative with how I book my flights. So sometimes I'll identify, okay, here's the flight I'm gonna use that that we're looking at. And maybe I'll have a pot of airline miles that I can dip into. And then I'll have a pot of maybe flexible points with the ultimate reward points or um, some other points that maybe are a little more flexible, sometimes Marriott points that I can transfer over to an airline, Mm -hmm. right? to try to build enough points to get all five people on there. And sometimes I may do it in two reservations, you know, and I always put a child with an adult. So that way in case like you get bumped or something happens, you're not putting like your 10 year old on their own, you know, <laughs> that cause that wouldn't work at all. Yeah. Um, so you try to kind of maneuver it that way. I mean, I, I've, had some trips, I don't remember which one, where I've actually had the phone. Um, I've been on the phone with United and been on the phone with, you know, some other airline. And I'll talk to both of them at the same time. And I'll be like, okay, can we get (laughs) three people on this flight, you know, with this airline and two people on this flight with, you know, with this airline? And they'll be like, okay. And I'm like, okay, we're all booking right now. And they'll be like, okay, let's do it. You know? So, but you're all on the same flight, right? You're just going about it two different ways because Uh we're all partner airlines and partner whatever's. Um, So you just have to get very flexible and creative is what I'm finding. Yeah. And Stephanie just um, led a great webinar in the membership about how to use the chase travel portal, Mm -hmm. which is a really good option here that, um, many people don't realize can save you off of say the sticker points price that you would pay for a flight or a hotel. Sometimes you can pay fewer points in there and you're using a more flexible point. So she really explained how to maximize that um, and make use of that. So if you haven't joined Families Fly Free, um, that's one of many, many perks and videos and and such that you can get as a member. So, um, and this has been one of my favorite months, October, we've done in the membership, we just delved into Chase Ultimate Rewards points in detail. And that is really a big key to getting more out of your points and learning how to earn more points. If you can master that, you've, you've learned a lot. Um, and, you know, do you, I think you do more of like paying attention to which card to use for which category of spend. I think that's another key to your success that helps you earn more points per dollar you're spending? I spend a lot of time doing that. (laughs) Um, Probably too much because my husband's always like, oh, you just got to tell me which card, you know, like, um, because I'll always be like, did you use this card? Did you use? No, we got to do this card. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, like for example, this morning I bought something on um, from a retailer online and I went through the ultimate reward um, shopping portal because they were offering three times points, right? And then the Chase Freedom card is their fourth quarter category. This might be getting too detailed, but their fourth quarter category, bonus category this month is PayPal. So then I paid through PayPal using my Chase Freedom card. So basically I got eight times points on there. Plus I get extra points because I actually paid for the, the purchase, right? So I got some points for that too. So probably got like, yeah, eight, nine times points for that one purchase. So that's pretty nice. Yeah, so, yeah. I like to call that super stacking. <laughs> so you like, <laughs> that's you're your earning time. points in multiple ways on the same transaction. And that's another thing we share in the membership every month is some of the best ways we see to, we call them super stackers, um, to stack your points using these portals, like the shopping portal that um, Stephanie was talking about, where when you're doing shopping online, if you just start at these different portals, you can earn a certain number of points for every dollar that you spend. And then if you pay for it with a card or with PayPal, <laughs> right. That is, that's a good one. Um, then you stack even more points yeah. earning on top of it and understanding, um, which card is earning the most, say you have, you're paying for gas. Well, um, of the couple cards you have, which one earns the most on gas? And do you want to, you can do that to earn more points per dollar, or we have a simple system of the default card that you always put mm -hmm. something on where you can't right. go wrong to, to really simplify. Um, and it just depends on your personal preference and how many points you need if you want to do that. So exactly. And then Cami had that great webinar about combining the points too. So that was, that's an awesome strategy. Right. So there's a lot to how you um, move around chase ultimate rewards and get the most redemption out of them. So that was another webinar that we held this month as we were diving into um, all things chase ultimate rewards. Um, any other tips and tricks you want to share? Um, you know, one thing that I found recently were um, hostels as far as hotels go, that for families, hostels can actually be really fun. They're kind of adventure more than hotels, you know, because they're kind of different. They're kind of backpacky and right. but they're really safe. We stayed in a wonderful hostel in Jackson Hole um, because we were having trouble. I was having trouble finding hotels that had openings because we were there going to um, the Grand Tetons, right? And it was in the middle of summer and I had waited kind of late on booking a hotel. And so I couldn't use my points. And I was like, well, how else can I get there? And I found this great hostel. So that was a good option. Yeah. And we were able to put all of us in one room. And actually I still have a credit now at a hostel down in Patagonia because that was our trip that got canceled because of the pandemic. So one day we will get back there um, for the same reason. And then Airbnbs also are a good option for families. And there are some cards that you can use where you can actually just um, pay, you pay for the Airbnb or the hostel or whatever, and then you can erase that um, right. with points or with credits or things like that. So that's a good option as a way to get those free as well. 
And we have delved into the membership into how to rent timeshares. That's like another similar option to this from people who own timeshares and have points or days to spare that they're not going to use. Um, we, we show you how to do that as well as a way to yeah, pay pennies on the dollar for what you would pay for a vacation rental or a hotel, but you basically get the vacation rental size of space with separate bedrooms, washer, dryer, full kitchen, and hotel level amenities, you know, the swimming pools, the restaurants, the lazy river, the mini golf, all that kind of stuff all in one place, but for significantly less than you would pay out of pocket for a hotel or a vacation rental. So that's another way to not necessarily get that free. It's out of pocket, but stretch your travel budget. So you're spending less on accommodations. Which is amazing. And I was going to say the other thing that we try to do is um, a lot of times when we're traveling, we'll try to get a kitchen um, in our space too, or at least a fridge so we can, you know, cook some things or eat in the room or something like that. So you're not eating out at every uh, meal. And then we usually will go out for dinner or something. And that really helps to cut the budget down. Yeah. And that can work great too. Like if you're doing a national park trip, we'll often make everyone a sandwich in the morning in the kitchen if we have one and then pack that with us. And then we have that to eat during the day. And like I said, then eat out at night. And then you had your free breakfast from the hotel in the morning. Exactly. Or we made sandwiches in our minivan when we uh, went in that national park trip. So my husband was in the very back of the car and he's like (laughs) making sandwiches. Everybody's like, I'm hungry sandwich and passing them up to the front, you know, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, okay. So if we had some folks who are new to this, new to flying free, they have families of five, they're thinking, I don't, how could this possibly work for us? What would you tell them and any tips to them for getting started? Like, if this is too good to be true, how could this really work? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not too good to be true. It does take some work. I just talked to a friend of mine yesterday and she, you know, is already saying, okay, next winter break. So a year from now, she's like, we know we want to go to Europe. And I'm like, well, you're in the perfect position then because you're far enough out that we could plan a strategy. Right. And so, you know, I told her start to look like, where do you think you want to go? What airlines might fly there? And then let's look at maybe what points you might want to target that might be useful to get there. Right. And I was sort of steering her towards more flexible points, but there are a couple hundred thousand point offers out there right now. I know one of your favorites is out there. And so she was like, what about this? And I'm like, you know, that'll get you there. It may Mm -hmm. not get you exactly to where you want to go, but then you could just hop on a little, you know, local airline in Europe and get to where you want to go. And she's pretty comfortable with that. So Um, I would say that's really the way that you start and you want to have a long enough timeline out there that you can have time to get the credit card and then, you know, get meet the bonus and then have them post and then you want to be looking for um, start making your travel arrangements about eight to nine, you know, eight to 10 months out whenever the airline opens up their flights. So, yeah, and that's, you know, a lot of people want to know, well, should I join the membership now? Should I start doing this now? Because I'm not traveling till next year, next summer. So you laid out exactly why you need to start doing mm-hmm. it now. And Gotta we, start like early. she said, we have a lot of good offers right now. So there's a lot of opportunity 
to very easily earn a significant number of points that you could use any time in the future. Mm -hmm. So why not grab those now while they're around because they will not be around forever and then set yourself up with a system to use those, you know, going forward. Yeah. And if you don't use them for that trip, then you'll use them some other time. You know, it's, it's, they're, they're always there and you just keep building to them and then you have them when you're ready to go somewhere. So. And do you have a favorite trip or two that you guys have taken that was free? It sounds like your Japan one was pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, that was our first one. And so that's always special. Your first was, one flying free. It was really special. And we went to Thailand, which I highly recommend. Oh my gosh, what a great place. And um, yeah, we spent three and a half weeks there in Thailand. You know, that's the other thing is you can look at where you're going for families too, because that can make a huge difference on your budget. So we were in Thailand for three and a half weeks. And I think we spent the same amount there that we spent in Japan for a weekend. So, oh my goodness. yeah, so the difference was huge. So we could not have spent three and a half weeks in Japan. We would have had to do a lot of other things to try to figure that one out. But in Thailand, you can stay there for a long time. I mean, family of five, we could eat dinner in Thailand for $10. I mean, all of us, like wow. soup to nuts, like not even off the street. Like it was amazing. Um, so that was definitely a highlight. And there's just so many interesting things to do in Thailand, it's so different than what we're used to. So it's it's so interesting. The culture is interesting. The people are so nice. And um, gosh, we also went down to Peru, and we spent about three or four weeks in Peru, and went to Machu Picchu, and then we spent a week in the Amazon, which was just amazing. Um, and that was a fantastic trip. And then the last one we took right before the pandemic was to Panama, which you wouldn't think Panama, like, I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, we were looking at the Caribbean, but Panama is amazing. And Panama City is very, um, very American, actually. You can pay with hmm. dollars. So it's very comfortable, but there's a lot of history there, obviously, of the Panama Canal. And right. there's a big museum. And we, we took a like a, a day boat through the canal. So you get to see how all the locks work. Oh. And um, so that was really fascinating. Yeah. And then they have a string of islands that are right off the coast of Panama. So we rented a catamaran and we spent five days out on the islands. And that was amazing. I mean, you have fishermen come up next to your boat and they sell you fresh lobster and fish and the water's blue clear, just like the Caribbean. And so that was a wonderful trip. How do you do your research for what you want to do when you get there? Like, how did you discover those things? For example, like you know that there were islands off the coast and you we know. were, we were talking about going to the Caribbean and I think the problem, this is kind of where the flexibility comes in. I think the problem was that I think it was that I didn't have enough points or it was too expensive already in points to get to the Caribbean. And I think for us, cause we're out in California mm -hmm. and we were going over winter break. And so it was going to just be, too, it wasn't going to work for our budget and renting a boat in the Caribbean is very expensive. And um, so I started looking, well, where else can we go? Where else do they do that? 
And it came up that they do that in the San Blas Islands off Panama. And I was like, oh, well, first, that's another country for me. So that's a big win, right? <laughs> and B, we speak Spanish. So we were like, well, that's a plus too. And so then I started sort of digging in just you know, on the internet and looking San Blas Islands and what do boats cost? And oh my gosh, it's a lot cheaper than the Caribbean. It's the same experience. And, um, but you also, then my husband was like, oh, I'd like to see the Panama Canal. That would be interesting. So we sort of divided the trip into a week in the city and then a week out on the, um, out on the islands. And it was just phenomenal. And Panama is super cheap. And they have a Hampton Inn and Suites there. So I think we got wow. a room for 10,000 points, Hilton points a night. Amazing. Um, right? Which That's is crazy like for Hilton incredible. Too, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we got two rooms and it came with a huge buffet breakfast. Um, and then we were able to go out to some um, indigenous people's um, villages and go spend the day with them out there and just, just have a lot of different experiences. So it was, that was a phenomenal trip as well. Yeah. And that's a, a great point of looking for alternatives, you know, mm -hmm. like that's a great alternative to the Caribbean that most people are never going to come up with, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's the same thing you're looking for, for much, much less, much, right? Much less. Yeah. I mean, you can't get a hotel in the Caribbean for 10,000 Hilton. No, it's going to be 80, not going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> And when I saw that, I had to go on a couple of times and I'm like, really, really? It's only 10,000 points a night. Wow. So they weren't sweet, but we just got two rooms and that mm -hmm. was fine. Yeah. Um, and that works actually in Eastern Europe as well. So if, you know, when we were looking last two years ago, we went and did, um, we spent about four weeks in Europe and I've really visited most of the Western Europe. European countries. And so I was like, but I want to go to Eastern Europe. So we really spent most of our time in um, Hungary. We went to Prague, we went to um, Poland, to Warsaw and to Krakow. Um, it's on my list. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful place. Very heavy though. I would recommend doing maybe trying to find a lake out there or some, maybe some uh, outdoor time, maybe some whatever equivalent of national parks they have that you could spend some time there and then some time in the city because it was too city heavy for our crew. Um, but yeah, they have Hampton Inn and Suites out there that run 5,000 points a night or 10,000 points wow. a night. I mean, oh my gosh, you could stay in a hotel out there for like months if you wanted to, right? And then they all come with free breakfast too, with breakfast included. And um, I think there too, we had to do two rooms, but at 5,000 points a night, right. that's fine, right? No yeah. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> so we were living large, right? <laughs> it, one thing that comes to mind, so you take these longer trips, do your kids get tired? Like when we took our big three-week trip to Europe, after week two, our kids were kind of pooped, but they were like nine and 13, maybe at the time, but. So that's a good point. And that's what we realized after we took the Eastern European trip. Um, my kids said they were like, you know, this was too many museums, too, <laughs> too many churches. We got too many <laughs> churches, too much walking, too much urban. So that's why the next trip we did was to Panama, where it was mm -hmm. back to one week in the city, which 
it was sort of city. We even went on day trips sort of out of the city. And then one week back on the boat where it was just hanging out and, you know, it's still experiencing things, but not the same as walking through museums. So I would recommend, and you can do that in Eastern Europe or anywhere you go. You don't have to do city after city after city. So right, yeah. So just I learned a lesson there. Bit. Yeah, mixing mm -hmm. it up is really important. And when you can fly free, like it's amazing. Yeah. Like I think about what kind of trips we like to take. We take all kind of trips: beach trips, mountain trips, theme parks, big cities, like historic. All of them. Sign us up for it all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? anything yeah I mean we came back and then we did that national park trip where national parks yes that's another one mm -hmm. I had the companion pass and then I had enough southwest points so we flew everybody up to Spokane and rented a car and then I think I even erased the car um charge with one of my credit cards or points or something and then we just drove through all the national parks and we used points at all the hotels that we went to and and um ended up being a great trip you know, lots of hiking and outdoors and yeah. And that keeps it interesting. Yeah. But just exposing them to different types of adventure. And then you kind of learn to what your kids like and don't like. Mm -hmm. And so we like one of mine likes the beach more. So we try to make sure he gets enough yeah. beach time and another one tends to like the bigger cities more. So, you know, we make sure everybody gets a little bit of what they, what they like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you guys have any trips coming up? So we're going to try to resurrect our South America trip that got canceled because of the pandemic. We were within probably three days, four days oh, gosh, of leaving. And instead of us going down to South America to visit my daughter who was there on her semester abroad, she came home and we canceled the trip. So that was a real bummer. Um, so we're trying to resurrect that trip. We were looking at maybe this winter break, but then with still with the COVID regulations and Chile wasn't really open. Mm -hmm. And so we've pushed it to probably next winter break. So I'm right now gathering all my points and miles and figuring it all out because it changes all the time. So what worked two and a half years ago may not be the strategy that's going to work this time. So I'm just trying to build everything up and um, and then we'll start trying to plan that probably in January and start looking at what I need to do to move things around. So that trip will be, um, we'll spend what, like some time in Chile and Santiago. And then my son is a surfer. So we're going to go to the beach. That was the plan. So he can go surfing. And then we were going to go down to, we'll go down to Patagonia. I want to hike the glacier down there. And I still have my credit at the hostel. So we're all set there. <laughs> and I keep emailing them and I'm like, I still have my credit, right? We are going to come. <laughs> and then we're going to go to Buenos Aires and, um, and spend some time in Buenos Aires and um, fly out of Buenos Aires. So we'll fly into Santiago, out of Buenos Aires. That's another thing with, you know, traveling and flying on points is you don't have to fly in and out of the same city. Or sometimes um, when we went to Peru, we flew into Lima and then we, we, I was able to get Lima as a stopover on the way to Cusco, which is really where we wanted to go, right? But then on the way back, we ended up going through Lima like three or four times, I guess, because every, every flight in Peru goes through Lima and every leg you have to pay for. So I was trying to figure out, okay, how do we pay for every leg? 
with points. And then we flew out of Lima at the end. And so, you know, it's just maneuvering everything around. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds like a great trip. So you'll have to report back once you guys get that. Once yeah, you go. And I'll let you know how we book it too. Right, that's always yeah. the fun part exactly. <laughs> for me. We want to know here too. Right. Um, okay. Well, I think that was super great. Um, thanks for sharing your tips and info. And um, hopefully that gives some ideas to our, some of our larger families who are listening. Um, do you have any last tips, comments, advice? You know, it's just, it's, it takes some planning and it takes some work, but it's so worth it because when you're, on your trip and you know that you have your flights are free and your hotel is free and then you can use your money for experiences and you see your kids smiling I mean when we were in Thailand and my daughter was sitting there and she's holding a baby tiger and she's like you know look at me like I'm sitting here holding a baby tiger and I'm like yeah and we did this whole trip for free like that's amazing. Right. It's just, it's just incredible. So it's, it's worth it. It's worth the time and the effort. Yeah. It goes back to whatever the credit card commercial of like, it's priceless. It truly is. Yeah. Truly, truly. All right. Well, thanks so much, Stephanie. And um, we will see everyone next week. Ready to fly your family free. Come join me inside my Family's Fly Free program where you get my simple step-by-step plan and my personal help so you can make more priceless travel memories with your family before your kids leave home. Visit familiesflyfree.com slash join. That's familiesflyfree.com slash join to learn more and get started flying free today.